Welcome to The Sanctuary, a place where we dig deep into motherhood, sisterhood, and the intersection between faith and our everyday lives. I'm Nicole, and I'm a wife, mother of one, and a friend to the sister over here. And I'm MJ, mother of three, devoted Packer fan, and child of God. Are you ready? Whether you're doing dishes, changing diapers, or putting your feet up for a minute, we invite you into an encouraging, truth-telling, and motivational space. Hey, so today we are talking about belief, but um, give me a little bit of an idea of what that looks like for you, MJ. Yeah. So as we talk about belief, um, I'm excited to dig into us as women, even thinking about what does belief look like? What does it look like for us to have a relationship with our God? And how does belief affect that relational walk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of how it does affect our relational walk. Is there a relationship within ourselves that we have to build up trust or does it just come from God? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I think if we can go into the scripture, let's go into a scripture and start digging into a scenario where it will build a case for how we don't have to, in our own, um, build a loving relationship with the Lord before he is wanting to build that with us. Okay. So I'm going to go into John four, nine. We're talking about a Samaritan woman and just a little context. Um, basically the Lord Jesus is walking with his disciples and he tells disciples to go off to get some lunch and he goes to a well. Now the time of day is midday. It's not a time of day that people are at a well. It's, it's hot out. And typically, um, there would be, no one there. But Jesus knew that there would be this woman there. And so there was this woman who is a Samaritan woman, we'll get into the scripture, who is going to this well at this time because she doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want to be noticed. She doesn't want to be bothered. She just wants to go and get her water. She knows that this is an unlikely time that she would run into anybody. So we go into the scripture now. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And so this is the beginning of their relationship um, as they walk. And basically the scripture just shows me that there's this woman who doesn't want to be seen. There's this woman who is in a condition where she just has been um, kind of weathered by the world. Yet Jesus knew she would be at this well. And he goes towards her. He moves towards her. He he presents himself as, you know, just a, a regular man. And she, as a Samaritan woman, goes like, How are you going to ask me? Like, how many times in life do we go, I'm just a woman or I'm just a mom? Um, And we kind of put these words or these labels over us. And like she did, I'm just a Samaritan woman, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was Jesus. And he's like, if you knew who asked you, like, I don't care about your label. I created you. I ordained you. I I know your story. Um, So I just look at that scripture. And there's another piece of here, too, where it's just like, 
she, if we're now we move into a different, it's the same part of the Bible, but it's in four 15, the woman had said, sir, give me the water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And Jesus, he told her, go call your husband and come back. Samaritan woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right. You say you have no husband. The fact is that you've had five husbands and the man that you have now is not your husband. And the lady says, what you have said is quite true. So what we don't know about this, just from this passage alone, is actually many people come to follow Christ because of this interaction that she has. The reason we share this scripture is because on top of always feeling like we are just mothers or just women, how often, Nicole, do we feel like I've done so much wrong? Like, how can God still want to do these things for me? Like, how should I trust in a God that even cares about me? Because I've messed up, right? Like, I'm believing in a God who would actually want to take care of me, even though I had five husbands and the one that I'm with now isn't my husband. Why would he still turn his face towards me? Why would he still want to do well by me? You know, and it's just the scripture is in here to show us that even if, even when, God turns his face towards us. He pursues us. He's already there and loves us. And then it's like realizing that supernatural, unconditional love is already there. All you have to do is turn your face. And that's when you can build relationship because then you're like, okay, I can even show me you love me, Lord, no matter what. I want to love you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have to talk about her past or her current situation. And that's the thing is like God already God already knows exactly what we're going through. And it's easy for us to become discouraged when we look at our past and especially if anyone else knows it and is kind of holding things against us. Mm-hmm. It's like that feeling of um, isolation. You start to feel like you have to isolate yourself, which is exactly what the woman in the story was doing. Right. She started to isolate herself because she couldn't. She couldn't go to the well at the time when when everyone else did because she'd get made fun of. Right. For having five husbands. But she goes at a time when nobody's there except she meets a man, not expecting to talk to him because men don't talk to women. Mm -hmm. And then he does. And he's kind to her. And Mm -hmm. he offers her living water. Like, And she's like, oh, wait, there's something different about that. Um, and she, you know, she must've been surprised. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Like she must've just been so surprised to be able to feel like, first of all, a guy is talking to me and is still telling me everything he knows about me, but wants to talk to me and offer me living water. Um, so she was, but what I love about this woman is she was able to find her voice anyway Mm -hmm. and just say like, Hey, I think, I don't think we're on the same page here. Like, and she brings up her traditions of the Sumerian, uh, Samaritan people about how they worship God on a different mountain than when, what Jewish people do. Right. Yeah. So that's that big argument that's between Jewish people and Samaritans is like where they worship. Right. And so he says, you know, yeah, that'll, 
that'll that'll happen eventually. There will be a time though where everyone will worship wherever they are. And um, if you only knew who you were talking to, then you would be able to offer, then I, you would be able to take that living water that I'm trying to offer you right now. Mm-hmm. And all of that, just to say like, we see ourselves as not being worth talking to or being heard. And when she said, okay, well, that's great, you know, but who are you to offer this living water? Are you better than our ancestors, Jacob and Isaac and Abraham? And he's like, yeah, I'm God. Yeah, like right. in, in a, right. yeah, I'm the Messiah. I am the Messiah. Right. And, and then he tells her about her past. Right. And she's just like so amazed that she leaves probably without ever getting him a drink of water. Right. Right. <laughs> to right. tell everybody. Yeah. Um, exactly what happened. And she's filled. She's filled. It's like she just had that that drink of water, right. that that sip of water that refreshed her and tells everybody that this man I just met, like, told me everything I know. He knows about me, everything that I am. And you need to come talk to him. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And I just, even as you talk about it, like how surprised she might've been, like, if you think about your life right now, right, there's a lot of us, a lot of women who are in need of living water, even though they know Jesus, because they're not tapping into it there. They know of him, but they are, are not pursuing him to know him. Right. And, and that's not to push blame on anybody, but it's to open up our eyes. Like today, we right now can experience living water. What does that mean? It means allowing Jesus, who's already there, knows everything about your life, every single detail, all your thoughts, all the things that have happened. He knew that he bore all of our mistakes on that cross, sacrificed himself because he loves us, right? And he knows all the things in the future and the mistakes we're going to make because we're imperfect people and we're never going to have our act together, even though we want to do well. We still will mess up. But he knows all of this. And it took one day, one interaction for this woman to go from feeling like she was just going to continue in this isolated state with her head buried and her head down, not wanting to see anybody to experiencing living water. And that through that experience of new life, able to share that with all the other people, a revival that then they came and they witnessed Mm -hmm. and they saw the Messiah. They were encouraged. They had living water just by one small interaction at a well, an unforeseen circumstance in her mind that God used for the good of her and all of those in her community and many like us who are talking about it still. Right. Yeah. One day. So she was surprised. And now we get a, we get a, we are able to read about it, to apply it to our lives and say, I know Jesus is good. He is Lord, but I want to know him and I want to feel that goodness. And I want to walk in this relationship. So that comes through trusting and believing that he does see you. He knows you. He loves you. He wants you to abide by him. That is so good. That is so good. And I think to put that into reflection, like to put that that into questions for, for those who might be listening is think about those times when you feel like, where can God meet me mm-hmm. where, with the things that I'm going through where I don't see him? Like, in essence, this woman was going to get some water at, in a dry, lonely place 
where she'd have to carry it back herself, probably hot, um, was not expecting to meet God, but she met God at that place, at a place of tension. So where is that place for you? And, you know, where is your well? Mm-hmm. What, what does your well look like? And then ask God to meet you there. Absolutely. Those are great. Yeah. Great questions of reflection. Yes. And I'm just going to pray over us as we let this topic sit and you reflect on it, apply it to your life as you are able. Uh, Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that we are able to have this time. We praise you that we don't have to be perfect before we approach you, but rather what you did on the cross, your sacrifice, enables us us to have right relationship with you, enables us to be able to pray to you and and for you to know us. Lord, I pray over the person who is listening. May you soften their heart to be able to receive you today as living water. May you make circumstances just so apparent to them that they would feel your embrace, that they would turn their face and their heart to you, that they may know what it is to walk with you, not just to know of you, but to know you, Lord. I pray that there'd be a thirst in their heart and that they would be able to just have an abundance of your goodness in their heart, Lord, that people would see you through them and they would come wanting to see the Messiah, you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.